Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. Hey everyone, so I'm going to get straight to the point, alright. I've been holding off on doing a coronavirus uh, episode. I know everybody, every podcaster has been doing it, has done it already. But, I mean, I don't want to help spread the panic. I mean, that's what the news wants you, the media wants you to do. I don't want to do that. <clears throat> and um, I know people are stressed out. There's a lot going on. So I've been holding off. But shit is getting fucking crazy, yo. I mean, states are going on lockdown. They're closing the borders. I mean, there's talk about martial law. So, yeah, shit is getting fucking crazy. So I'm going to talk about it. And there's two ways you could go about this, right? You could look at it, look at it numbers wise and try and be logical about it <clears throat> and not panic. And you could look at it in the conspiracy part of it, right? Because there's some shit that, you know, that might be happening too that you have no idea about. So I'm going to explore both of those, okay? On today's episode, it'll be homie Roderick Edwards. Yep, good old Rod. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about it numbers wise and be a little bit logical and you know we talk a little bit about conspiracy but we don't go deep into it i'm trying not to do that and then uh but next episode uh i'm gonna be with homie drew from drew world order and we will get into conspiracies so we're gonna explore this from all angles all right so here you go here's part one and uh hope you enjoy it thanks Hey everyone, welcome back. Another exciting episode of Screaming Chewy Show. This is your host, Chewy, and I'd like to welcome back another recurring guest, Roderick Edwards, man. I'm all right, I'm all right. Don't, don't, it's all right. Oh, she uh, got the Rona. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for having me back. No, it's a fake cough. We're all right, we're all right. <laughs> hey, social distancing and all that. <laughs> It's not, uh, I'd be like, dude, I'm not sick. I'm just smoking weed. (laughs) (laughs) Fill it to the police. (laughs) So, man, I mean, you know, we we talked earlier, you know, and I told you how I've been holding off on making a coronavirus episode because everybody's talking about it. It's every day in the news. It's all you hear about. And I really didn't want to spread the panic because that's what they would want you to do, the media anyway. But, you know, this shit's getting fucking out of control, man. I mean, people are in quarantine, lockdown. You know, they closed the fucking U.S.-Mexico border. Like, shit's getting crazy, yo. And, I mean, what are your thoughts on this, man? Well, like you said, we don't want to jump to conspiracy theories right away. So, the first thing, it could it could be exactly how they say. It could be just an out-of-control virus that started in China because they eat this crazy bats and dogs and whatever else they eat it just got out of control it could be just that or it could be something more complex like uh, an effort to consolidate power who knows uh obviously you and i are just two guys we don't have any any special ins to the government unless you do and i don't know about it but we don't have any special in kind of inside information so all we can do is speculate but we can speculate based on hopefully some some data that other people should be looking at because most of the people that get on Facebook, they're just listening to whatever they hear the news. Oh, you got to wash your hands. Okay. Well, you you got to stay in after 10 o'clock till seven o'clock. Like the virus has a time frame or something. That's not going <laughs> to, I don't quite get that. It's an air, it's an airborne virus. So washing your hands is not going to protect you. I mean, unless oh, you're out or something. And plus they, they're talking about putting masks on. Masks don't help you because they're not tight enough. Those masks help people keep from spreading it to other people. Like today I went into the grocery store and there's a lady in there with a full-fledged, I don't know if she had a parka on or what, but she at least had a, a scarf on. I mean, 
She she could she could have robbed that place. They wouldn't know who it was. So, <laughs> getting crazy. <clears throat> yeah, man. And I mean, at first I thought I was like, ah, they're just making a big deal about it. But now, like, the government's taking more and more precautions. And I mean, people are in fucking lockdown. It's illegal to go outside in California. You know, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, the interesting part is the timeline. The timeline, if you go back and look at the type in coronavirus and Google timeline, one of the earliest known cases in Wuhan was December 10th. And so then by December 27th, the Wuhan officials are told that a new coronavirus is causing illness. That's on December 27th. It wasn't until, let's see, when did they tell who? It wasn't until December 31st that China actually tells the World Health Organization about this unknown virus. Now keep in mind, I'm not trying to get political here, but keep in mind while this is, all this is going on, it's the whole time when they're trying to impeach Trump. You know, and he kept telling them, hey, look, I got more important things to do. You're not, you're not going to be successful. Yes, it's going to be on my record, but I'm not going to actually be removed. It's not going to actually do anything. And, and everybody said, even the Democrats are saying, it's just a futility and, and you know, we gotcha. Mm -hmm. So shit to him while all this other stuff's going on. So it wasn't until, let's see, January, January 14th, the WHO announces uh, Chinese, Chinese authorities have, have seen no clear evidence of human to human transmission. Never Keep in mind the who, not the band, but the, the organization <laughs> is uh, they're supposed to be experts. You know, we always we always told listen to the experts. Well, here they're experts, and even though it started back in a month earlier, the who on January 14th tells us that it can't be passed from human to human. So these experts still don't know. By January 15th, the first case arrives in the U.S. from somebody coming from Wuhan. They what didn't. And January 21st, the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, uh, confirms the first case in the U.S. So you have this going on, and you have all these experts that are lining up, and they still don't really know. Even today, I read some article where they're talking about how it's, it's a uh, respiratory disease where your lungs fill up and they, with some kind of fluid, and then it hardens in your lungs. The whole time I was reading the article about putting people on ventilators and how it helps push the oxygen into your in your body to your veins and such and arteries um but never once in these articles that i've read that says that they're siphoning anything out of the lungs because i've known people who had respiratory problems and they had to actually siphon you might want to hopefully you're not eating but siphon the mucus out of your lungs mm -hmm. in the story like this that they're siphoning this stuff out of the lungs it's weird yeah you you have a very good point there because um you know i i went through some health issues and i was in the hospital for like two weeks and there was a guy next to me. He was an older guy. He was like in his 70s. And he had lung cancer. And uh, he was going through treatment. And he was going to have one more chemotherapy. And then after that, they'll tell him how long he has to live. And I'll never forget the noise. This guy, he would cough. And he had a tube sticking out through his side. And it was because he was building up so much fluid in his lungs that... They couldn't keep up with it, so they put a tube that like drains it, it like siphons it out, like you were saying. So all day yeah. he just coughing. Yeah, dude, it would make that noise yeah. like. Yeah, you, I heard it's gross. Yeah, dude. Oh, and you think they could do that, but for some reason I never heard in the two articles that I read that by health professionals I never seen them say once that they were siphoning anything off them. It just seemed weird. Not to mention that. You're right. Not that I'm trying to get conspiratorial, it just seems weird. Like there's some details missing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, of course they're talking about the ventilators, and then of course it's worse now in like Europe and stuff because how you were talking about earlier with the free healthcare, like everybody's there now, you know, and it's hard to get in. Yeah, many of those places because of things free healthcare. To cause class envy or class warfare here, but there is an element that if you have, you know, it's like it's sort of like anything you do. Like if you, hey, once you sign up and get the premium plan, on no matter what it is, you supersize your drink. You know, you you pay more money for it, whatever it is. You know, so if you have the more money, you want to go to the next level. You can do that in a place like America, 
the next level of care. Hey, now I, I don't want to sit in a room with four other guys. I want my own room. I'm going to pay extra money, you know, blah, 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 at the hospital. But in some of these places where they have uh, universal health care, you can't even do that. There's not an option at all. And so what's happening here in these places is that because everybody's standing in the same damn line, they're doing the triage thing, meaning they're only saving, trying to save or treat the people who are potentially going to be successfully treated. They're not going to treat the 70-year-old dude on a pacemaker. You know, They're not going to treat the person who has emphysema, even if they're in their 40s. They're going to treat the, the teenager. And so you're probably going to die in some of these countries where uh, they have universalized care, like Italy and like Europe. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because when I was younger, like I always thought universal healthcare was great. And I always thought, you know, and I see some documentaries saying how great it is. And I always wondered like, why the fuck do we have that here in the U.S.? And of course, it's some of it is greed with the companies, the insurance companies. And, you know, I see some of that. But like, you know, and people saying vote for Bernie because he was going to do something similar. But then I'm seeing shit like this and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Maybe it's not such a good idea. Yeah. Well, people are going to get off on a tangent here. I am, at least, unfortunately. People like Bernie, the problem with I have with him is, one, he's never ran anything. He was a mayor of some city and then he became a senator. He's never really been, never had a, like a, like a private sector job. Mm. One private sector job has ran like he's been a manager. Even if you've been a manager of Walmart or something, but if you never had a job outside the government, I really don't want you telling me how to run things. Oh, damn. I, I didn't like know that. Like yeah. He never had a job in his life. He went from being a mayor to basically a senator, and that's where he's been all his life. I mean, I guess you can say he's a mayor, he can run things, but that's not quite the same as running a business or having employees and all that stuff underneath your belt. So, Yeah, huh? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So that's one reason. And the other reason is that anywhere socialism's ever tried, it, no, it always fails. It always does because socialism is against human nature. The human nature is, hey, you know, I'm going to work hard or I'm going to work smart. I'm going to do my thing over here. I'm going to make sure I'm taking care of my family and my, my group over here. You know, that's how it's going to be. That's human nature. My tribe, whatever, however big you wanted to make it. But then when you force people to help other people, no, it sounds, well, that's not true. Yeah, you need to help other people. Yeah, I get that. By a charity, people should help other people. That's just what we think. But when you force them, that's called extortion. When you say, hey, you got to help. You got to give Chewy half your money so he can buy some extra Big Macs this week. <laughs> Chewy get his own damn money. That's so, true. That's hey, Big the problem Macs with sound good, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to go through the drive-thru now. They won't even let you in the, in the place now. So you don't even know if they're back there spitting on your food. Fuck, man. With Corona, <laughs> I'm just spit. Giving you some coronavirus. At least they ain't like rubbing it on their junk. I mean, not that I know of it. Anyway. You don't know. You can't see in the window anymore. Hey, there was this, uh, I read this article, this guy. You ever heard of, fuck, what is it called? Papa Murphy's Pizza? Yep, yep. So somebody went to go pick up their shit, and they caught the guy dunking his balls on their pizza or cow's oh. or whatever. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, yeah. Some from Munda cheese right there. Wrong kind of cheese. <laughs> so, man, what do you think about the numbers? I mean, I know this. Um, you know, coronavirus is it's like so. The flu is like point two or point three deadly, right? The the death ratio, and coronavirus is like two to three percent or something like that, right? Yeah. So, what that those numbers are. To understand them, it's so you can so let's say you contract the flu. It, what the numbers are is called an RO number, a uh, rate of uh, ought, I think it means. What it means is for every person who has a flu, you're going to give somebody else the flu. So it's 1.3, at least. So if you have the flu, you're probably going to give at least 1.3 persons the flu. If you have the coronavirus, it's at 2.2. So you're going to give at least two people the flu. They're saying it's twice as contagious, if you want to call it that, not so deadly contagious so it can spread quicker than the flu oh. let's see i have the records here number here i looked them up so i'd be ready the general flu from just the u.s from 2017 to, to 18 killed 61,000 people just in the u.s wow so far, the coronavirus has only killed only i'm saying 
10,000 people worldwide. Typically, the regular flu kills 290,000 to 650,000 people yearly worldwide. So, so far, this, this flu, this coronavirus, is really minimal death. I think what's scaring people is, one, they, it's more contagious than the regular flu, and two, they don't necessarily know how to treat it. They don't have any treatment for it. They don't even know really necessarily how it started. They think it started from the bats and stuff like that, but there's really no clear, and I can say about the WHO said originally, they didn't even think it could transmit from human to human. So, and now I hear people saying they can't transmit from humans to animals, like dogs and stuff like that. But who knows? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh-uh. Because um, you're hearing things all over the place and like some things are contradicting each other. Like, who do you believe? I was just giving you facts there. So those are just a fix. For example, oh, yeah. yep. put it in perspective, just this year, 950, nine. 9.5 million, so almost 10 million abortions this year. So we're talking about human beings that die. I know people, oh, that's not a human being. But as you know, we talk about people who are dying, oh, we're, it's all, we're all concerned about who's dying. You know, if you have 10 million people dying from abortion and you're worried about 10,000 people dying worldwide, you're not really, you don't seem to care about that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like uh, how, um, you know, the sugar companies like the cereal and candy and all that, they convinced us that what's killing people from heart disease is fat. But actually, fat is healthy if you don't eat sugar. Sugar is what's killing people, what's giving people heart disease and um, building plaque in your arteries. But they make so much money, you know, they, they convinced you that it's the fat. All kinds of things. You'll, you're constantly telling you, don't eat eggs. Okay, yeah, you can eat eggs. Don't drink wine. Now you can drink wine. Don't drink coffee. Now you can drink coffee. Those, who's the experts here? I, I, when, we, when we have people tell us, well, you got to listen to the experts, the medical field experts. That's what you need to stay inside and do what they tell you. Blah, blah, blah. I had somebody today tell us uh, that right now, staying inside and self-quarantining is all voluntary. And they don't want to hear us, people out here, if we start, if they force us to to comply, they use that word comply, and talk about conspiracy theories and martial law because we should have done what they told us, they told us voluntarily. Well, again, I'm not so certain they're experts. The, the numbers certainly aren't bearing themselves out. Yes, it is, it appears to be more contagious, but not to the point of numbers I need to start worrying about it. Not if, not if over half a million people die of the regular flu worldwide, not even 10,000 have died in, let's see, the flu, this flu started happening in December. And we're now in almost into April. I mean, if this stays on this level, I bet not even a million people in worldwide would die from the coronavirus. And uh, level currently is. Yeah. I mean, it's yes. Every death is is horrible because as we think as human beings, but it's it's going to happen. It's it's called you know survival of the fittest, or what do you want to call it? Evolution, or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's the plan of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, <clears throat> like, uh, this, they're making a big deal about it. And uh, some people, you know, might think, like, conspiracy-wise, that they're just trying to take our rights. You know what I mean? It's a perfect excuse. And But I just seen this article about how they're going to Congress and they're trying to fucking take our civil rights away during this coronavirus thing. So if you get arrested right now, you won't have a trial. Right. They can't. They can. They, they're, given the, they're given the Department of Justice the power to lock you up and postpone any kind of trial for you. Lock up indefinitely because of the fact that they, basically the judicial systems are shutting down. They just, I think it's Philadelphia where basically they're not arresting people for robbery and, and looting. And you know what? If I was in Philadelphia and you come to rob me and loot me, I'm going to go ahead and shoot you because I know the police aren't going to help me. You used to say, you don't need a gun because the police are going to help you. Well, that, that argument's out the window. Mm -hmm. You heard their other argument. You, you have all these kids out of school right now at home. One of the arguments about public education used to be, you got to keep your kids in there 24-7 as much as possible because if you don't, they're not going to get a ed good education. They're not going to be successful in the world. Well, what, what now? What's now the argument? You got all these kids at home probably not being taught by anybody, you know, are they going to be stupid? Are these going to be the coronials instead of the millennials? What are they going to call these people? Very true. That's a very good point. 
and all these gluten allergies. Seems like they all went away because there's no more bread at the store. <laughs> Everybody buying peanuts. <laughs> For real. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing left on the shelf is peanuts. But you were talking about rights. It's interesting because the First Amendment, which people know as the, you know, the right to free speech and the religion and such, but there's another phrase in there that talks about the right of the people to peacefully assemble, meaning we, we can gather where we want. Congress shall make no light rights, you know, impeding that. But the way they're getting around it here is that Congress hasn't done anything. The U.S. Congress hasn't. Instead, states, governors and stuff are calling, you know, for shutdowns or curfews and you can't, you know, you can't operate your store openly. You can't have more than 10 people in there. I'm just surprised there's, there's not more pushback. I'm not, I'm surprised like churches, for example, don't say, hell no, Jesus will keep us safe. You know, but even churches are just complying with this with no problem. I don't, I don't get, it's just weird that nobody's fighting back against this. Yeah. And, oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, that's it. And I, it's, I think it's funny how all these people that are anti-gun, where are they now? They're probably the ones that fucking bought a whole bunch of guns at your local gun store. You know yeah, what I mean? I, well, when it, when the shit breaks out and I need to start looting, I'm going to go to all the Bernie Sanders signs because I know they ain't got guns there. <laughs> <laughs> so here I come. You better pull them signs out of your yard. If I need some, some more toilet paper, I'm going to your house first because I know you ain't got a gun. That reminds me of this video I've seen today. This <laughs> guy is recording, and on his counter, he had, like, milk, eggs, and groceries and shit. And he has a camera pointed at that. He's like, yeah, I was at the grocery store and this nice young fellow was loading up his, his car with grocery bags. And I asked him, hey, would you kindly share some of that? And then he starts pointing at the stuff. Like, he gave me some milk. He gave me this. But he's pointing with a handgun. <laughs> That's hilarious. He just started giving me stuff. I don't know why. He was a nice young man. <laughs> hilarious. So, so again, we, first we unpack this as, as a virus that just on surface value, just like they told us, it's a virus that happened in China. It, it comes out because of, you know, perhaps eating bats or whatever the heck they're eating over there, and it's just spread to the human population. Okay, that's, that's the first story. The second story is, you know, it's some way of, of curtailing the elections, whether, because at first I thought it really was, because the Democrats have this phrase, I think it was Rahm Emanuel, which was... Obama's, was it Obama's guy? But I don't know. I can't remember who he was with two relation to Obama. But anyhow, he once said the phrase, don't let any good crisis go to waste. You know, always, always use a crisis to push something a little further because people will respond differently in crisis. So his, and it, it's not a bad concept. It's just, it's, to me, it's nefarious, but it's not a bad concept. It works. So, so while they're distracted, right? Push yeah, something. I just thought this was a Democrat plan. You know, okay, here's a real outbreak. And some people are getting sick, so the Democrats overblow it, and they're trying to blame it on Trump. At first, that's what I thought it was. I fully admit now that's not what it is. It's something more than that. It's something bigger. So is it now? Now we say, well, is it Trump trying to alter the election so he can get elected again? I don't think so, because he was probably going to get elected anyhow. I think even Democrats admit that he would beat the pants off Biden or, or uh, Bernie. So Yeah, it did seem like it was heading that way. Already. Yeah, it wasn't going that way, so that's probably not it. So the next phase is it's some kind of worldwide conspiracy where they're going to shut us all down and, and put us all into camps and blah, blah, blah. The FEMA camps. Right. Now, could that be a possibility? I, I would think so, except for the fact that, and look at Trump, for example. Whether you like him or not, this is a dude that during the whole campaign, through the primary with the Republicans, jumping all over him, saying all kinds of stuff that should have made him basically collapse and go running away. Oh, no, don't expose that. I mean, he said... Most politicians, when they're exposed, they usually apologize. You know, I, I'm a different person now. Trump didn't. He's like, yeah, I grab pussies. <laughs> He's like, so what? Yeah, he didn't. yeah, that's who I am. I'm a man. You know, you want to elect some pansy, go elect Buttage or whatever his name is. <laughs> whatever his name, but Buddy or whatever his name. I don't remember his buddy, his name. Now. But anyhow, so Trump doesn't seem like the type of guy that would go along with a conspiracy, to me at least. Maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't. But it doesn't seem like he'd go along with a worldwide conspiracy. So you think he would, like, stand up for us if there Yeah, I think he would say it's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, he seems to be doing that a little bit right now. He says, you know, the United States is not as much risk as you think. La, la, look. He points to the other countries. He says he calls it the China virus, and people get <laughs> Well, it started in China. I mean, guess what? The MERS virus, the M-E-R-S, the MERS virus that went on in 2012. People forget that it was called 
the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. That's something Obama called it. <laughs> I didn't know quit that. Quit being a hypocrite. At least quit being hypocrites, you know? That's quit true. being hypocrites. Just own it, right? Orange man is bad. He scares me. He's got strange hair. Just give it up. We're trying to talk about some serious stuff here. Quit, up, quit with your anti-Trump crap and just work with me here. So the next thing is, let's say, okay, so now we don't think it's a Trump-controlled conspiracy because he's not going to go along with it. So here's one more thing, and I would do this even as a president. If I was president and I knew that there was like a meteor going to hit the earth, I was told a year ahead of time, this is a no doubt, it's not going to be a flyby, it's going to hit the earth within a month or within a year, and you've got to figure out how to deal with it. And we're all the world leaders got together and said, how are we going to deal with it? And all the world leaders said, well, look, if we tell people ahead of time, even a year ahead of time, that a meteor is going to hit the earth, there's going to be chaos. There's going to be mass rapes and murders and just everything. Because people are going to just, I mean, what would you do? Just you person that's listening, what the hell would you do if you knew you had less than a month to live? I mean, would you go to work anymore? Would you go to, who cares whether you have toilet paper now? I don't care. Give a shit, you know? You know, there, or are you going to hunt down that boss you always hated? Oh, okay, I'm going to give him what he, what he gets now. What are you going to do? So anyhow, if there's something like that going on, if I was a world leader, I probably would hide it. And wait for the last minute because I want to say, okay, three-fourths of the population in the world is probably going to die from this impact, but I don't want you guys raping and murdering each other before you even get there. There'll be it, less people alive. <laughs> yeah, that'd be horrible. I mean, I wouldn't want to live through that. I'd probably kill myself. At the, I mean, just imagine if you find, I hate to say it this way, but imagine if, if somebody saw their mother tied up and raped. And you oh, couldn't, my God. You'd want to kill your, if you couldn't do anything about it, you'd want to kill yourself because you were so defenseless being able to help your mom. Mm -hmm. I would so just imagine all the horrors that could go on if this was the case. And so imagine he, he – oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, I'm done. I'm done. Imagine he says uh, – you say that, right? Imagine yep. he do do the speech like, hey, we're all going to die in a month. There's nothing you could do about it. The meteor is going to destroy the earth. And then people – like you said, mass chaos happens. People rape and murder each other. All fucking shit happens. And then you're like, uh, um, miscalculation, guys. My scientists were wrong, and it's gonna oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not only not getting elected again; something's gonna go on. You. <laughs> They'll probably fucking crucify you or something. You know, they're they're not gonna be happy about it. Yeah, so they'd have to stage this entire. It'd have to almost be a real virus to some degree. You'd have to give some people this virus and have to treat some people if you're trying to stage it as it's a conspiracy. But the numbers just don't seem to bear out what they're what they're, the panic they have. This level of panic where they're shutting down restaurants and, and everything else is shutting down. I mean, that didn't even happen in World War II even, when we basically were at war with everybody, when there were Japanese infiltrators here and Russian spies and everything else. We, we didn't do that stuff. You didn't have this mass chaos. So this is just a virus that the numbers don't bear out, this kind of response. Well, actually, in World War II, I think uh, the president did do martial law Right. And they put Japanese citizens, well, U.S. citizens, they were Japanese, and they put them in concentration camps. Yeah, I mean, okay, and so here's the same thing. If this is as bad as they claim it is, and I, I hate to say it this way, but if you're trying to really keep people safe, wouldn't you identify all the people who had the virus and then sequester those people permanently, or as much as you can, from everybody else in the population? I think that's what's going to end up happening. Like, yeah. maybe you'll start seeing checkpoints. Like, hey, you got a test right here, right now. And if you're positive. Yeah. And then you just us. go away. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be tested right now either, because if you get tested, you might get quarantined somewhere in some location and nobody gets to talk to you. Mm -hmm. We're not even letting people in nursing homes right now. You got to talk to them through the window. Oh, that's right. That's so sad. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know. You're probably not old enough when the whole HIV AIDS virus came out in the, I think it was 85. I wasn't even born, man. Yeah, so you weren't even born, but what happened there is if you go back and look at the Center of Disease Control statistics, the people who got that AIDS virus initially were, just, just for facts, I'm trying to, you're, you're homophobe. No, I'm talking about facts here for a moment. Were mainly homosexuals or drug user homosexuals or drug user uh, bisexuals. Most of the time, I mean, the, it was probably like 89% of the people who got that. Doesn't mean that we don't care about it. It's just that. There was a big campaign early on in the 80s, and they even used Ryan White, this little teenager boy who ended up getting it somehow uh, as, a, as a face of it. But everybody can get this disease, everybody. You know, and it wasn't. It was just a 
select group of people, but they lied to us and said, oh, everybody can get it. And then they started people agreeing, well, how do you get it? You get it off toilet seats, how do you get it? No, you really only get it through homosexual sex or drug, drug sharing drug needles in the beginning. And then now we're at the point now where a lot of states will not allow you as a health professional to actually reveal somebody who's come to you and you've diagnosed them with AIDS. So that person can go out having sex with all kinds of people, and even though you know they have AIDS, you're not allowed to tell anybody. Wow. There are laws, especially in California, that they can go, you can go around, and, and you don't get in trouble for it either. You don't have to tell anybody you have AIDS. Even if you know you have AIDS, you can continue having sex with them, you can do all kinds of stuff with them, and, and you're not responsible somehow. I, I don't get that. That should be manslaughter. Yeah, that should be manslaughter. Wow. So, but yet, like, uh, the comparison here, what I'm trying to bring out back here is the comparison here is if the coronavirus is bad as they say it is, they can locate as many people as they can with it and hopefully leave them publicly enough, but they sequester those people. Why, why are you sequestering millions and millions of people and quarantining millions and millions of people if only a handful in comparison of people possibly have these? Like, for example, Trump shut down the borders with China right away. Right. Well, that's what you should do if you're really trying to keep a virus this deadly out of your country. Shut down all the borders. Nobody's allowed to come in, and that's how it should be. What is the most dangerous book you have ever read? How about Mein Kampf by the notorious leader of the Nazis, Adolf Hitler? Or the book the Beatles warned us about in their classic song, Revolution? Quotations from Chinese Communist leader, Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, but could very well be illegal in many countries? Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow Our Government, takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolutions, civil war, and sedition. From ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump. This book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. Got to contain it. Yeah, containment. That's the logical thing to do. Did you ever seen that movie, The Thing, from like 1981? You weren't even alive. I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> Is that black and white? Yeah, I have seen it. With uh, Kurt Russell? Uh-huh. That's one of my favorite movies. And um, I think, I mean, it, it might come down to that point where, like, Nobody trusts anybody, you know what I mean? Everybody's like isolated and they're like, you're infected. Stay away from me. <laughs> you, you hear somebody cough and you call the police on them. Yeah. Next door, call it the black wagon. Light them on fire or some shit, you know? <laughs> That's what the Black Plague, the bubonic plague back in the 1300s in Europe that killed out, what, I don't remember how much of the population, a big significant portion. They would lock entire families up in their house, lock them up, burn a damn whole damn house down. That's because they, you know, that's how deadly it was. It sounds. That's how they contained it. I'm not saying I agree with it, but that was a method of containment and it worked. And um, that's when they had the plague doctors, right? They had that mask. It's like yeah, a, the little bird mask. So I heard they had they had that bird mask because that beak had like flowers and like essential oils to keep away the smell from death. It's all around town. Yeah, yeah. Because people, I mean, they're dying in the streets and everything else, and they just. Bodies were piling up. Supposedly, Italy, Italy's having that problem right now. They're having problems cremating all the amount of people that are dying. Fuck. They can't even keep the crematories going quick enough. So, uh, did so you I know how the, I heard they're re resurrecting Hitler and asking him how they can get that, that thing, that industry going better. Go take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good joke. <laughs> you might want to edit that out of there. Just kidding. Whatever. Yeah, too dark. It's this is a chewy show. This is I, a chewy show. If you if you've been listening to this show up anytime, you know this is real stuff. We don't we don't play here. Mm -hmm. right. And um, did did you know how the black plague started? Well, they say rats, but there's some people say no, it doesn't happen by rats because there's there's been there, even now experts aren't decided on how it actually happened. Most people say rats. So what do you say? 
what I heard anyway, I mean, of course, like, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I heard that the church convinced people back then that cats were evil or like from the devil. So all around town, they started killing all the cats and that, you know, brought up the rodent population. And some of the rodents had fleas and the fleas had the black plague. Yeah, that's what they're saying. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, yep. Because unfortunately, you keep on getting mixed information. Mm -hmm. And there's no way to prove it, you know? No. I'm looking at this chart right here. It's from Vox. I was trying to get to another site that keeps on bugging out on me. But this one here, it has it comparing the seasonal flu death rates with the coronavirus. And let's see. The age range here is 65 or older. 1.4% of the people who get it are going to die from the seasonal flu. Whereas the coronavirus, if you're 60 or older, 6% of people who get it, according to this chart, are going to die. Wow. Like you said earlier, when I think we first started, the seasonal flu is roughly, I think they have it all together combined as 0.1% of all ages combined, if you get the seasonal flu, are going to die. Whereas they're saying the coronavirus, so far the people who have con contracted it, 2.3% of all the people who get it are going to die. Wow. But on the other hand, 98% of the people who get it aren't going to die. So you can look at it a different way. 98% of the people who get the coronavirus currently, at least so far, have gotten it and not died. So you can look at it different ways. But sounds better when you say 98% aren't going to die. Yeah, man. And then um, what's worse is the panic, you know, the people. Yeah, we have the, the, the mass, the panic buying and everything else. I mean, you go to any store right now and you can't find not just toilet paper, but you can't find eggs. You can't, you can't, I mean, normally eggs and milk go away when people need to make French toast when there's blizzards. But, you know, now we're having this issue with the coronavirus. Eggs and milk and everything else is flying off the shelf. And we'll get this. So how this whole panic started like what a week ago, two weeks ago, all the panic buying and all that shit. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's because people are saying they were gonna go in two week quarantine, and some people are already going into that in lockdown. But yeah. let's say the president says, Hey guys, two weeks is not enough. We're gonna do this for six months. What the fuck do you think the public's gonna do? Well then they'll have to be rationing. You'll have to go somewhere and pick up the food. More likely, because they're not going to be able to get it. They're already talking about using the military to restock some of the grocery stores. Mm -hmm. So, but good news, we did go to, me and my sister went to the store today, and there's lots of diet food there available, still on the shelves. So, if you want to eat diet food, it's on, on there for you. Hey. Bars and stuff like that. Maybe I'll come out skinny out of this whole coronavirus <laughs> thing. So. No Big Macs for Chewy. The funny thing is, and, and I, we're not hoarders at all, but we have, there probably, if you go through our cabinets, there's probably, if we ate reasonably, we didn't eat like big full force, full, full course meals a day. Um, there's enough for us to sustain us for two months of food in here. Like can. Nice. You know, they got enough. Not like we, and it's not because we went and bought a whole bunch just now. It's just over the course of time. Here's some, here's some green beans. Here's some corn. It's been in there. It's still good. Pasta and stuff like that. And pasta doesn't go bad as long as it's you know dry still. Mm -hmm. So I don't get it. When toilet paper, you know, I, we haven't bought one roll because, you know, you what are these people doing? Wiping their entire butt? I don't get it. with one roll. What's going on? They got diarrhea. You know, I, we haven't bought one roll. We have plenty of leftover. Probably would last us three or four months. We didn't buy anymore. Yeah, dude, like, I mean, toilet paper, I would say that's like the least of the priorities. You know, first is food and water. But, I mean, I'll drink sink water if I have to. It's not like I'm in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Flint. Yeah, dude. I feel bad for them, you know. It's like, just wash your hands with clean water. <laughs> like, oh, well, fuck me, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it's a respiratory disease. I'm certain what washing your hands, unless they... It really, you don't even swallow it. It's, it's, if somebody sneezes around you, breathes, you know, <coughs> coughs over you, there's, these particles are flying through the air towards you. 
and supposedly according to different places you look, they can live up on, on surfaces for a certain amount of time, but certain ingesting of the virus actually is a way of getting it any, anyhow, because it's supposed to be a respiratory virus. It's something that gets in your lungs. So ingesting it could possibly just go right down into your stomach and your stomach acids just destroy it. I, I don't know because they're not very, very clear with what they're talking about. There's contradictory. The respiratory virus is not spread by hand touching. And, you know, I could relate because um, so I was born in L.A. And I much You were? Uh-huh. Wow. I find it hard to believe. You sound like such a little white boy. Right? I don't sound like <laughs> a typical Mexican from L.A., right? Orale. Yay, Laura, there. Hubcaps. I go tell you, hubcap man. <laughs> you need a gardener or a roofer? That's not right. <laughs> okay. let's, let's go. Move it on. I'm probably going to kill now. People are going to shoot me instead of getting, dying of the coronavirus. It's all <laughs> jokes, man. You know, it's right. truly show, man. All right, let's go. So and, you're in uh, L.A. So I was I, I lived there in California till I was like ten, and then I moved here to Arizona. And my whole childhood, I had really bad asthma, like it was fucking horrible. Some nights I couldn't sleep because we take things for granted, like breathing. And <laughs> oh my god, dude! Like my lungs, like not only could I not breathe, but they were filled with phlegm. So anytime I took a breath, just like a little. <gasps> And then I would cough and cough up phlegm. Like, it was so hard to breathe. And I would panic. Sometimes I'd be at school just in class. And I'm trying to pay attention to the teacher and schoolwork. But at the same time, I'm trying not to fucking die. You know? And, yeah, that's kind of important. And so I, 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 could, I could feel for the people that, I mean, I'm sure it's way worse, the coronavirus, compared to asthma. But I just understand how, you know, it, Dude, for real, sometimes like the teacher thought I wasn't paying attention because I zone out and I'm like trying to focus on my fucking breathing here. <laughs> they probably thought I was retarded or some shit. I'm like, dude, I'm trying not to die. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, uh, do you know anybody who has the coronavirus? Have you met anybody? Uh, no, I haven't. I think. Do you know state... anybody who knows somebody who has a coronavirus? No. <laughs> do you know anybody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows has a coronavirus? Nope. Do you know like five or ten other people who might know somebody who maybe thinks somebody might have the coronavirus? Nope. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Guess what? I do know a lot of people who have the flu, the regular flu. I've known lots of people in my life who've actually got, guess what? I've actually gotten the flu myself once or twice in my life. But I don't know anyone who has a coronavirus. This is really weird. Hey, that's a good point. I haven't thought about that, actually. Yeah, I don't even know anybody who knows somebody. Yeah. Oh, well, you see him on the internet. Okay. Well, so what? You know, it could be anybody. That could be anybody. It could be, I hate to say it, conspiratorial, but it could be fake for all we know. Just to spread the panic. It could be it could be Jussie Smollett all over again. This fake uh, fake news and all what? going on. His Subway sandwich and all this. Subway sandwich? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. So Jussie Smollett, I think he was an actor in a, a show called Empire here recently. Probably about a year ago. He's this big-time actor. He's this gay black guy. It's oh, just, okay. I know who you're talking about. I see yeah, that yeah. show. So he, He's in Chicago, supposedly, at 2 o'clock at night and claims that two dudes jumped him, two white dudes jumped him and yelled out to him, this is Trump country, and put a, help a noose and, and beat him up and stuff because when he's coming back from Subway at 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, there's a couple problems with this story already. One, no Trump supporter is ever going to say Chicago's Trump country. We, we definitely know that's not Trump country. <laughs> so there's one problem. Two, this noose that he had was like a little twine. It was a little tiny. I was like, where in the hell? It's three. It was freezing out there that night. So who in the hell's going around at two o'clock in the morning looking for some black dude to hold a noose around? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Or the that. dude actually made it back to his hotel with his subway intact. No, if I'm going to beat you up, you ain't holding your subway. <laughs> your subway's down on the ground or I'm taking it eat myself. <laughs> All this stuff happened, and we find out instead he'd hired two guys from Nigeria or something they knew who, who, who made up the whole thing, and they're actually testifying against him now. 
So my point is, without getting too far of that, is that conspiracy went on for for like a couple months, and he, you know, he's all investigating and everything else, and he was everybody's lying, and I'm telling the truth, and it's obvious that he's lying now, and he even got away with it. He didn't get charged or anything. It's supposedly they're trying to charge him now, but I don't know what's going to go. My point is, if that kind of crap can go on at even that low level, who says that some of these people on here are faking? There's even one guy got caught saying he had the coronavirus and he didn't have the coronavirus because he wanted to be quarantined because he wanted to go away from wherever he was. He thought it was going to be like a vacation. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, look that up. Some guy faked, faked coronavirus. Look it up on Google and you'll find him. I think he has a really blotchy red skin. You'll know who I'm talking about. Sounds like the guy who faked his own death to get divorced. Yeah, it was that one guy at the plane crash a while back, right? Is that the one you're talking about? Oh no, I didn't know that plane crash. Yeah, he yeah like, well, he's some rich. He was some rich guy, and he faked a plane crash. He was actually still alive. <laughs> I think he was hanging out with some guy named Gilligan and Skipper or something. Oh, with those two hot chicks, damn. Oh, that's, oh, that's behind behind your time. Gilligan's Island. Yeah, I used to watch it. that when I was little, when I was on TV. They, they almost get off the island, but can never make it off. It's like they get almost there, and then somebody does something dumb and fucks it up. Yeah. yeah. They had all this food, too, and shit. Yeah, and they were always making stuff. They had, like, the, the uh, bicycle-powered washing machine. That'd be, like, one of the least concerns for me. Man, we need a washing machine on the island. <laughs> get it. Whatever. And you know Gilligan banged those chicks. I mean. No, they, I think he was a homo. So, and his, his skipper was too fat, so, <laughs> so. he was too heavy. So, like yeah, too heavy. Top of me. Heavy D. Yeah, he crushed the boy. I'm sorry, little buddy. <laughs> That's what he called him all the time. <laughs> his little buddy. <laughs> little buddy. Yep. So that so, means. Oh, go ahead. So getting back to this coronavirus. So now here we go. Let's say no matter what's going on, it, it's getting worse and worse and worse. We've got the, the shelter in place, the quarantine. Now eventually, let's say they have actual, they have the curf- They actually already have curfews in places where you can't go out after 10 and not before 7. But what if now they start actually having checkpoints? You know, you're not supposed to be on the road at all. We need to see your papers. Do you, are you actually going? You can only be on the road on certain days. What's, in, what's your name? Let's see your ID, blah, blah, blah. So, so eventually they cut all this down and then people start getting crazy. What do you do? I mean, for instance, I have an RV right now. Since nobody knows where I live, I can say this. I have an RV. However, that makes me a big target because if all shit it went to shit and people see this big RV in my yard, they're going to say, I want that because when I go away, I want that thing. And they're going to bring a gun up to my face and they're going to try to steal this from me and I'm going to have to shoot back, right? And they're going to know you have supplies in there. I mean, how are you going to travel yeah. without them, right? Yeah, yeah. well, they're going to want that. And so it doesn't really help me even to have the RV because if all shit went broken out, and I had to get on that RV and get on the road and try to find some safe place. Man, that big RV is going to want to shoot me. And that huge window in the front is going to allow them to do that. So I'm not really prepared for this. I should have had the RV at some isolated location that I could make to in my, uh, in my Yugo or something. So no, well, Yugo. I have an idea, bro. I'll help What's you. What's the idea? Let me drive it over to where you are. Yep. You drive it here. Uh-huh. And then here we fucking... Weld some shit, some spikes, and fucking oh. like Mad Max. Mad Max, here we go. Spikes on there. We put some metal, metal in front of the window. Fucking machine gun on the top. Fifty cal. Change, change out the, change out the horn with like some something growls. Something like you that. got it. Some skulls <laughs> on there. Some chrome skulls. Here we go. And from there we go to California and just kick it in Slab City. <laughs> City, what is this? What's that well, one? So Slab City is in a part. It's part in a, a part of California where it used to be like a small military base and bunkers for World War II, but then it was abandoned and all the cement buildings were torn down. So they're just fucking cement slabs all over the place, and it's a big open desert. There's no electricity, no gas, no water. But there's no laws there because it also was a testing area for for like bombs and shit. So it, it belongs to the state of California, but there's no laws in that area. How does that make uh, it any different than the rest of California? Right? <laughs> and, and so, so people drive their RVs there and set up camp 
and um, it gets really hot in the summertime, so a lot of people leave. So in the summertime, there's about 150 residents that are permanent, and then it goes up in other seasons. But yeah, it's pretty much a no man's land, and there's a, a town ne oh, next, a town you know right over next, and there's a small store with like a, a hose in the back. And people go there and fill up gallons of water and they buy supplies at the store. But in Slab City, it's just every man for their own. There's no money. Yeah, well, now it's not going to work because you told people where it is. I won't be able to go there. It's all right. We'll just fucking fight them off. Like, Instead, people we're going to go somewhere. <laughs> we're going to go somewhere where there, again, where there isn't any other people, which is hmm. Connecticut. Connecticut? What's there? What's it, the what's whole it, state's man? the whole state's empty. I think that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. Now you just lost all your Connecticut viewers. All your Connecticut listeners are now tuning out. Probably write you letters. I've already pissed off. Let's see. I pissed off Jews. I pissed off uh, Latinos with my with my joke earlier. Now pissed off all the people from Connecticut. Who else can we get here? Anybody else we can get for the show's over? Um, hey, dude, just fire up shotgun. Okay. All right. Spread it. <laughs> so getting back to the coronavirus, we, we gave all the possibilities that it's a real thing, that it's a conspiracy, different kinds of conspiracies. The question for the listener is, now what do you do? You just sit there and wait? I mean, how long are we going to wait? First, it was just a few days, and then now it's a week. Now it might be a couple weeks. It could be a month. What did six months, like you said? I know, I know most people definitely do not have supplies for six months. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't have supplies for a month because they don't shop like that. They live paycheck to paycheck. So they, they don't, you know, the, the ding dongs and the Twinkies already ran out last week. So mm -hmm. they have more. an expiration date. So yeah. Like yeah, that's right. So what's next for us? Do we, do we just sit here and wait and wait? And then again, here's what I've been wondering. How do we know when it's over? Is it just mm -hmm. suddenly going to, there's okay. You guys can all go back to McDonald's and get, go to, to, <laughs> Queen or wherever you need to go, go on. Or is it going to be a slow transition where they slowly let us go back to these things? That's if true, huh? you do go back, who's going to want to go back? You look at all these kids that are out of school right now or people who've been working from home. You think they're going to want to go back and sit in office? Or even the companies that have these people working from home, there might be like, well, guess what? We don't need half our staff anymore. We ran just fine without them. Let's fire them all when they get back. Oh, fuck, dude, that's true, right? Yeah, yeah, lots of stuff's going to happen. No, lots of industries, lots of mom-and-pop jobs aren't, aren't going to be able to survive this. This going to be just a temporary thing. Even now, it's going to destroy a lot of things. And then, of course, you know, like California is talking about going into martial law if they have to. Mm -hmm. And once that happens, people don't understand that instead of cops patrolling the streets, it's going to be soldiers. And once that happens... They don't need to ask you permission to search you or to go in your house. You don't have those rights anymore. Right. And they're also just not trained to be as gentle and nice as cops are. They're, you know, as, as much cops are gentle and nice, they're not. But as nice as, and gentle as cops might be, soldiers definitely. You're, I, as a soldier, you're trained to kill people, not trained, mm -hmm. you know, ask them for their ID and then, you know, okay, go on your way. No, I'm going to shoot you because you're too close to me. That's what soldiers are trained for yeah you could talk back to a cop but a soldier uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah you might not want to do that and that's the scary part that's what i'm worrying about and like you know like i'm saying i don't want to go like too deep into conspiracies but just think of because we don't know what's going to happen so if california does go into martial law like numbers wise they don't have the people power to go martial law in the full united states they just don't and but they do have enough manpower to go martial law in certain states, little by little. But the red states, I heard they're kind of like hesitant because they know they were armed. Right. And, and like, I think it's funny how me and you did an episode of how to overthrow a government. And we kind of talked about those things. You know what I mean? Right. And it might come to that. I mean, not because... I think if, I mean, if we're talking about conspiracy, it's, it could get worse and worse and worse, and it wouldn't be the, the, the militias or anything overthrowing the government. It would be perhaps an outside force. I mean, what, what if the UN comes here? Are we okay with that? If the UN, like, okay, well, America doesn't have enough of our own soldiers, so we're going to invite the UN to come here. And now you have people who aren't even barely speaking English. Wait a minute, that's not much different in Texas and Arizona. 
tell people that aren't speaking English coming up to you and trying to get your ID and telling you what you can do and what you can't do. You know, you'd be oh, like, yeah. you can't tell me what to do in my own country. So the chaos is just going to grow from there. Yeah. Now, like, you know, I'm saying, I don't think, I don't know if it's going to happen, but if it does, you know, wish for the best, prepare for the worst. Like, what if it does happen? What if you start seeing states around you going to martial law? Are you going to prepare or are you just going to sit there and just let them come over and tell you what to do? Or I don't, well, I don't know. I think most people nowadays have already been trained to be very compliant. So what will happen with most people is, well, we'll just wait until the experts tell us what to do. And mm -hmm. for food, I'm all out of food now, say, you know, three months from now, or people really are out of food. And then the government sets up distribution centers, and you've got to come there on whichever day your alphabet last name is and get your food. So you get people that are just going to wait for that and just going to comply and do everything you're told. And you're going to have, I think the majority of the people are going to do that. Yeah, I agree with you. The people who resist will be be depicted as crazy people, as rebels, as violent, and they'll be the ones that the that the Department of Justice, which now has the power to do, uh, to basically arrest and take away without a trial and, and put away it somewhere. You think, you know, Rod's being crazy. No, look it up. That they just requested, Department of Justice requested the ability to arrest people and hold them indefinitely without a trial. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned that somewhere, either in the show or pre-show. Mm -hmm. And that's taken from your civil rights, you know? Yep. Well, you should, you should be okay. It's a temporary thing. We need to do it because we need to keep everybody safe. And they're trying to keep people safe because of experts. And get this. <clears throat> so let's say um, a couple months from now, you know, they start going martial law and this and that, and taking more of your rights away. Like, you can't do this, can't do that. But let's say nothing bad happens and we recover, right? Everything goes back to normal a few months from now. But now the government knows that if they did want to control us and take full control, now they know if we resisted or not. Now they have a good idea if they did want to do something bad that if pe most people resisted or if they didn't, you know, it's almost like a test, right? Right. right. Let's say, let's say that nobody in the government presently, world government or anything else, let's say it's not a conspiracy. It's just exactly as it sounds. And, you know, it goes back to normal. Like you think there is somebody out there waiting in the wings at some point in history that will come up saying, using this event right here to, well, to, to use for some kind of bogus concept. Even if nobody right now is doing it, somebody in the future now knows what they can do to get us. And that would be it. That's pretty scary. Yeah. So it's just, to me, it's just strange that not even churches are resisting. Most churches would say, Jesus will protect us. God will protect us. We're going to go ahead and keep meeting 250 people in this church and, you know, sing our hymns and stuff. But even churches are complying with this without any, without any resistance. Yeah. Huh? They're just... I don't get it. And there's something weird going on, you know, with all these CEOs quitting, like fucking Bill Gates from Microsoft, the mm -hmm. CEO of Walmart, Uber, you know, like big fucking companies, you know, and they're backing out. Why? What do they know that we don't? Yeah. They're loading that Earth ship. They're getting into the, the ship they're getting to build on to fly off the place of the planet and go on to Mars. For real, right? <laughs> That's right there, yep. <laughs> Just live, kidding. Live with the I don't know if that's the case. So what else? We have anything else? Um, yeah, I, I want to know your opinion, Rod. So you you know you're an older gentleman. You've been around this yeah. earth. Yes, and I have. Have yes, you I ever? Have <laughs> you want some ginger snips? Nope. I'm gonna pull my pants now. They're kind of down. They're not up. They're not up on my on my chest here. Hold on. <laughs> And um, so, you know, like you were saying, you know, uh, how you were political, you know, you've been involved in this and you've been paying attention for a very long time. Yeah, since and, a teenager. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. what do you think about this? Have you experienced anything like this before? Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this? There hasn't been anything like this, at least on this scale. 
uh, again, and the numbers don't bear out for it to be this, this strange. The closest thing I said is when the whole AIDS virus is going on, and we didn't know exactly originally how it transmitted, there was a group of health officials who were trying to make it sound like it was everybody's disease. Anybody could get it anywhere at any moment, blah, blah, blah. See, you need to have compassion. Well, again, if you look back at the numbers, the only people that were really getting it at the time were people who were homosexuals or drug users or sharing new needles and stuff. So it wasn't everybody's disease. So that's the closest thing I can think about how the media at least has used things to scare people health-wise. I've never seen anything like this before besides that. So that's the closest thing I can think of, and that was in the 80s. Wow. Yeah, man, it's uh, crazy times. And, uh, you know, everybody just be careful and uh, load your guns. <laughs> <laughs> load your guns. And really, really, I'm serious. So we're kind of joking here about things, but you should at least think about if this happened. I'm not telling you to get all conspiratorial on Alex Jones or anything like that, on, but you need to think about it. They always tell you, like, if what happens if you were surviving a hurricane or a tornado or you need to have a plan for at least your family? Okay, if something happened, where would we meet? If the whole house burnt, you know, got blown down, you're not going to be able to tell your whole neighborhood because all the landmarks that you think you would know to tell where your house is are gone. So in this case, if lots of different scenarios have happened, what are you going to do? Like, for example, let's just say that it's a, it's, it's a true virus and it's truly happening, but yet we have to be locked down for months and months and months. How are you going to deal with that? Maybe, maybe people need to start growing some backyard gardens and grow some tomatoes. Maybe you need to get some dirt in a pot and grow it in your house with tomato plants and and I don't know, whatever thing, you need to start thinking about more than stuff than just buying stuff at the grocery store. That'd be one thing. Maybe you need to be more inventive on some of the other things you use around the house. Oh, I need, I need uh, this liquid. Well, there's other things. For example, people kept on buying all this hand sanitizer. You could buy any kind of soap, even body soap, even shampoo, and pour in some alcohol into it. And guess what? You have hand sanitizer because that's all the active ingredient is alcohol. Oh, wow. Nice. So I don't know why there's this run on hand sanitizer when you could have just poured in 91% alcohol into any kind of soap and you'd have the hand sanitizer. So we need to get more inventive and think about how can I live my life without being dependent upon somebody else. That, that's what kind of makes me think, wow, my fellow Americans especially have become such wimps because we, we rely on somebody else to tell us how to live. Well, you're not going to live unless you have this, this, and this. You're not going to live. Think for yourself a little bit. How could I live if, through this event if it really was all these different things that we say it could be? You know? Yep. yep. So that's what I want to leave people with. Wise words from Rod, man. That's very good advice. <laughs> I'm glad you like my words, Sonny. I'll forget it next week anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I peed myself. <laughs> oh, masturbating. No, no, never mind. It's not pee. It came out the other end. <laughs> Some anal leaves. <laughs> that's not right oh, wrap, it up. wrap it up so Rod um, yeah so of course you're an author and uh, you write some amazing books in, uh, where, where can people find your books well Amazon just look for Roderick Edwards or you can go to Rod, RoderickE.com and most of the stuff's there along with some other political stuff and religious stuff or anything you want to look at or more of this crazy stuff yeah, especially how to overthrow government. How to overthrow the government. We got the universe. Uh, let's see what else we have. I have one about the uh, a really strange religious group called Preterist who uh, believe that Jesus already came back and the whole concept of end times is bogus. That's one. And then I have the uh, audio biographic of my adoption and reunion. And I'm getting ready to write a book. I'll go ahead and announce it here. The mm -hmm. Announce it here so people can wait for it. It's called The History and Future of Black People. Now, it's not a racist book, but I'm trying to outline. For example, I was talking to some dude here recently who said the reason why, if you ever look at statues, they're all their faces, all on their faces, you notice their noses are always chopped off. Have you noticed that? Oh, shit, huh? Okay, yeah. So he was trying to say that the reason their noses were chopped off is because it was a white people's conspiracy trying to hide the fact that most of the statues were black people. What the hell? Yeah, that's what he's trying to say. See, black people, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm not trying to be racist, but that's not accurate. What the reason why the noses were chopped off is because people, they were such amazing pieces, especially for their time. They looked so human, so real. Superstitious people thought they actually contained people's spirits. So 
to kill them, they would chop their noses off and hoping they wouldn't be able to breathe. Whoa, what the fuck? That's the, that's the reason they did that. And the, the matter, matter of fact, if you look, a lot of these statues are Greek statues. So they're, they're statues of white people anyhow. They're not statues of black people. So that whole argument the person was giving me is bogus. So I want to address all the different things that happened in black history and the black future. So look out for that book here in the next year if I'm still alive and the coronavirus doesn't get me or the aliens or whatever. <laughs> awesome. Or not in this slab building with QE. <laughs> fighting off people he's got he's got a shotgun on one end i mean my rifle on the other i got you man. you know we'll be in slab city i'll have a shotgun fucking fill yeah. up uh, shotgun yeah. shells with fucking quarters awesome. <laughs> <laughs> fortnite my ass and uh just real quick uh right. why didn't that guy look at the statue's penis size i mean can't you tell by that <laughs> i'm just kidding right <laughs> They always, they always cover up the ones with a uh, little leaf. So, you know, no, I can't idea. Cool, man. Well, hey, thanks again for being on. And, um, yeah, dude, really good stuff. And you, you know your stuff, man. And I'm, I'm glad you did this episode with me. All right. Thank you much. And I'm always glad to be on. And we'll be on again sometime in the future. If we're for all sure. All right. All right, man. Peace. Peace out. everyone thanks for tuning in and if you'd like to support this podcast you can find me at anchor.fm slash screaming chewy gmail.com there'll be three options for a monthly subscription first one i believe starts at a dollar a month yo yeah dollar a month yeah and if you don't want to that's cool you can follow me on facebook and youtube screaming chewy show for some memes some more videos for episodes and behind the scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy, so I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.